Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Riverside Voice. I'm Annie. I'm Lauren. And we welcome you to December! Hooray! Yes, and this it is officially three months since we first spoke in the podcast waves. And tonight we're going to talk to you about, or we're going to talk with each other. <laughs> <laughs> to you, at you. Yes, about tea. Lauren and I had high tea at Brambleberry Cottage. Yes, and about parks. Yep, and about free libraries in the community, how they started, how cool they are, Yeah, what do they mean. <laughs> yep. So thank you so much for listening, and to start out, we're going to talk about the lovely Brambleberry Cottage. So Annie, can you describe Brambleberry Cottage to us? Sure. It is a quaint structure located on the east side of Division, 3rd Avenue mm-hmm. area, And it's kind of tucked in a series of houses, and you walk in, and you're instantly greeted with potpourri (laughs) smell, (laughs) and little girls running around in in dresses, and uh, moms asking about tea specials, and and cups hanging from trees. Lots of doilies, and lace, and it's very girly, and froofy, and excellent. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so we had the high tea there. They have a couple different tea options, but we decided go big or go home. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So there's unlimited tea while you're there and you can get different, different flavors for each um, pot that you get. Yeah. Which is definitely something you should take advantage of because why would you only get one flavor of tea? I mean, you have how many to choose from? I mean, pages. Yeah, there were <laughs> over 100 tea varieties, for mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I had no idea where to start. I was just kind of like, that looks nice. We'll do that. Um, you, you had a fruity tea. I did. I had a fruity tea, and I had a sort of vanilla tea, and so many options. It was great. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, and then we got a, you know, a tray of... Tons of different snacks, mm-hmm. little sandwiches and pastries and chocolates, and it was just a lot of food, and it was all so good. It was happiness in every bite. Yeah, yeah, every single bite. We couldn't even finish it. We just got to the well, top. We basically, did <laughs> we left a few things? Yeah, we got we to did. the top, and we did That's not finish all top. the chocolates. No, um, <laughs> which is unusual for me because I finish everything. Um. And, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And it's been in business for 20 years, which I was kind of amazed at. That's so cool that they've been able to stay in business with this unique business that you don't see much of around. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear people talking about tea houses and stuff. So that seemed pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a couple of different tea businesses in Spokane. You can also get tea up on the South Hill. I can't remember what that house is called, but there's another house <laughs> that's converted into a tea place along Walnut. Mm-hmm. And but this, but we just we had a great time at this place, and we talked with the owner, who's really cool. And I mean, I'll I'll probably take my mom there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was definitely a, um, a like a unique way to spend a weekend afternoon. We were probably there for close to three hours. Yeah, um, you just talk, so and- you can just chat, and you can do it with just two people, or you know, a big group, or you know, really whatever you want. And it's a cool um, special occasion, or if you're just feeling like getting out of the rut on a, on a Sunday afternoon, it can be a pretty cool way to spend. Some time. Yeah. Or Saturday, because I don't... Are they I guess, Sundays? 
I'm not sure. Their their hours are kind of weird. You want to check out their website, their Bramberry Cottage website. Yes. And give them a call to make a reservation beforehand, mm-hmm. which we did, and that was no problem. And it was really it was a really cool little experience. Mm-hmm. It was very yeah. very well to do, and we yeah. talked in British accents. Or at least Danny did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we would highly recommend it. Correct. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, other things that we highly recommend are things you can get for free. Yes. Good transition. Beautiful transition <laughs> to libraries. Um, I suppose all libraries are free, so perhaps. That's true. Good point, Lauren. I, <laughs> I mean, yes, thank you, Andrew Carnegie and communities across the country you can go to your local library and get a stack of books but how nice would it be to have a little cute cottage-like structure in your neighborhood oh my gosh that would be so cool free books wow i wonder why hasn't anyone invented that and someone did in hudson wisconsin i know eight miles from where i grew up true story so, uh, yeah. It was easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. But he did start it when we graduated from high school. Oh, they yeah. got new? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So, I first came across free libraries in San Francisco in the cloudy valleys of that city. And they and usually, so how it works is someone volunteers to build the structure and they put it in their front yard and you fill it with books that you kind of donate to the community. And then people, a lot of curious people, for the most part, who are first seeing these free libraries, are check it out. And they, they're free to take books and then leave others. Or they can just take a book for their pleasure. Like, I have not seen an empty free library. Yeah, there's yeah. always things in them. They're all over. I've seen them in Minneapolis. I've seen them in Seattle. I've mm-hmm. seen them here in Spokane. Yep. Um, clearly, in Hudson, Wisconsin, you can see some. <laughs> but in San Francisco, they're all over the country, and there's probably some in other countries, too. Yeah, um, true. But, yeah, so people just, you know, books that they haven't read for a while that maybe they would have donated to a thrift store or something, they'll just leave them there. And then you can pick up the book, and you can read it, and then you could give it back. Or if you're really cheap, you could pick it up and gift it to someone for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know if that's necessarily the purpose, but just throwing that out there. (laughs) Yeah, I donated a rock climbing book. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. I'm sure someone out there appreciated it. I hope. Yeah, probably a reader, not a climber. Because really, if you're going to rock climb, you would do it and not read about it. (laughs) What does that make you, then? I know. That's what I'm asking myself. But (laughs) anyway, yeah. So anyways, these are around the Spokane area. Annie, do you know where... Are there maps that someone could find? Yep. Of these? Yeah, if you go on to... Uh, well, Google free libraries, and it, it will take you to their master site. And there's a map. They are the the map does need a little bit of updating, but in Spokane, there's six. But that change that that might be different. Than right, because you actually could are. build your own. All you need to do is just build a little, almost like a birdhouse, like a bigger version of a birdhouse, and yes. just put it up and put some books in it, and you have a little free library in your yard. Yeah, and it's encouraged to put. Your, like to list your site on the map. So there's probably a lot more out there floating around in neighborhoods that we mm. don't know about. But I found one in Peaceful Valley, one in the South Hill, 
over by, let's see, 14th and no, it was much farther up than 14th. It was, <laughs> it was over by Gordy's Szechuan okay. restaurant. Yeah. Anyway, so, so they're peppered, they're peppered around. Yeah. They're kind of just sort of a surprise. You don't, they just show up when you're least expecting them and you're like, oh, how cool. And then you yes. can stop on your walk or pull over your car or stop your bike or yeah. However, you're getting around and oh yeah, or and there's one in Brown's edition, ah, so excellent. you can go get a beer and grab a book. <laughs> that sounds like two of my favorite things right there. Or go get tacos and donate a book. Maybe. Or either way, donate a book, take a book, eat some tacos, drink some beer, drink some tacos, Make whatever a friend. you like. Make a friend. Meet your significant other. <laughs> Meet a new significant other. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. What? Make make it what you want. Yeah. The world is your oyster. The world is your own free library. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't take and leave people as freely as you might books, I guess. Right. Unless everybody consents. That would be scandalous. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Moving on to parks. <laughs> parks are also free. Yes. I mean, you know, taxes and all that, but same with libraries, so we're going to call them free. Okay. And uh, parks are great. They are this beautiful invention where you can hang out invention. in beautiful nature, <laughs> and you don't have to mow the yard, and you don't have to clean up the stuff, and the parks are pretty great. I'm a big fan. You can do yoga, have picnics. Yep. Yeah. So why are we talking about parks today, Annie? Because it is an instrumental time in Spokane, Lauren. <gasps> Riverfront Park. When Tell we me hear, more. When we hear Riverfront Park in Spokane, we think expo, expo, expo. I think of a park on the river with an expo. okay backtrack so riverfront park established in the 70s to gear up for spokane expo which is one of spokane's pride and joys yes no one ever is very proud of the text yeah (laughs) even though it was like what 40 years ago it was a long time ago it's like bell bottoms you just can't bring it back back. in the old days yeah um, yeah, so this park was built up for this world event and for the world fair, and now it needs, uh, not, not necessarily restructuring, but it needs updating. updating. Yeah. Yeah, the bridges need to be updated, and, uh, just the design is being looked at. There's an mm-hmm. IMAX theater, which has been good for the community, but it's more of a drain. Yeah. Yeah, to operate it and keep it going. So... I was telling Lauren, back in the spring, I went to the City Hall Forum where Ted McGregor, the publisher and former editor of The Inlander, he um, like was the chair of the Riverfront Master Plan, which was in our recent, um, this initiative was in our recent ballot in November for midterms. Yeah, and you can go online and find it easily and see the whole plan. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's really interesting. Yeah, but it came up in local politics, and the people voted, yes, we want to update our park. So Yeah, mm-hmm. so they were talking about setting up a sort of an outdoor amphitheater for concerts and stuff, Yeah, and paving a new part to make a larger pavilion while also turning some of the areas that are now paved into um, more grassy areas, so just sort of restructuring that and mm-hmm. updating the bridges so that they're all safe and no one's going to fall in the river. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the area over by the carousel, I think, they were talking about paving that more um, because the soil just gets so worn down from things like pig out in the park and everything that they end up having to block it off for months just so it can regenerate itself. Um, 
And so Mm -hmm. paving that over so it can be more useful and then um, taking areas that are paved right now over like by the IMAX and stuff Mm -hmm. and letting those go back to being grass so that there's still plenty of space for people to just enjoy the grass and, you know, play soccer or frisbee or do some yoga. Um, So the park is not going to be completely paved over. That was my first concern when I heard about this. Like, are they just going to pave the whole park? Paving was brought up a lot. And glass structures. I I don't know if you came across this, Lauren, Mm. but the carousel, one of the ideas, not the plans, but just an idea, was to put the carousel, to build this glass box Mm -hmm. around the carousel to make it look like it was in a jewelry box. Like, it's Mm. this this prized structure. But that's just weird. Like, why? Why would you put something in a box? And and they 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 were thinking about. But it's already indoors. It is. But I just imagine like people pressing their noses up oh. against the glass, and you know, yeah. Um, and or they were thinking about a giant climbing gym hmm. where you could see climbers from the outside because it was windows. Yeah. Yeah. There's an REI in Seattle that kind of like that oh that's cool yeah Yeah. it's like an 80 foot tall climbing rock and it's all glass and you can see it from the freeway cool um not really relevant but fun fact yeah Uh, well that could be that made me think there are cities that uh, organizers of the master plan looked at to um to kind of get inspiration for this project i just can't remember what cities they were (laughs) there are probably quite a few different ones um yeah so i guess and i haven't really thought about this probably should have but i'm trying to think of now like if i could just you know had a magic wand and i could just poof and make like the riverfront park of my dreams like what would that look like horses (laughs) and carriages for riding for biking biking horses (laughs) no not biking horses more (laughs) Better bike paths. Yeah. And then there would be a corresponding horse path. <laughs> cool. And flowers. Cool. Um, I like the outdoor amphitheater idea. Yeah. I think yeah. it would just be really cool if there were more events drawing people to the park. I think that'd be really cool. Um, another thing is, like, I know there's that little um, cafe of some sort right by the carousel, but I've never gotten anything there. Yeah. Um, it would be neat if there was somewhere that you could just grab, you know, a sandwich and a coffee or something that was right by the park so you could go down and get some lunch during a work day or on a weekend and enjoy the park and enjoy the outdoors. And, you know, it is right by downtown, but it would just be neat if there was somewhere like that that was right in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. Um, just give people more reason to spend time there on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And what are your ideas? If you have any suggestions or, you know, you have any dreams about what you want to see the park become, feel free to email us, riversidevoicepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. Yes. Or on Tumblr. Yes. Or on Facebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> or everywhere. <laughs> and please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that we can be really proud of our dozen subscribers and that would be awesome and yeah please get in touch with us if you have any questions comments ideas for future segments if you want to be on the podcast yeah whatever yeah we would love to have you on our podcast we would love to welcome you to our discussion yes all right well thank you for listening and we will see you next time and next time it will not be as long of a hiatus no (laughs) 
Our apologies. It's December. And happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, happy belated Thanksgiving. Next show, we'll talk about Christmas tree lighting and um, and a few other topics. So stay tuned. It will be awesome. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.